the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show on this Tuesday. I'm sitting here giggling to myself because I'm thinking, yeah, watch me explode from my sofa here at home, babies. Oh, my. Um, I'm, I am broad. <laughs> you know, usually I like to be in the studio uh, there with my peeps, my boy I'm going to bring in who's, who's with me every night. I, usually I like to stream live on Facebook on The Answer San Diego. I'll be back in the studio tomorrow, but have no fear because we've got a great lineup for you guys tonight. Even if you can't see me and my co-ho Gator sitting here on the sofa with me, we've still got a great show to bring to you guys tonight. In fact, I'm super, super excited. I first heard of this gal And I heard about her movie from some peeps of mine in Vegas who met her last October. Her name is Amanda Milius, and she has directed a movie called The Plot Against the President. And this movie is so amazing that Amazon, Facebook, they did what they could to ban it, to stop you from being able to see it. You are going to hear from Amanda shortly uh, about this movie. Uh, You can tell from the title kind of what it's about, right? The Plot Against the President. You're going to hear from her what is in this blockbuster movie. And more important, if you're in Southern California and beyond, how you can see it. So definitely stay tuned for Amanda Millius. And we've got other all the other hot topics to bring to you guys tonight. Two, we got a tale of two racists going on, I, both for competing billing. I'm not sure Kamala Hunter, Kamala Hunter. I'm not sure which one to go to. So we got to get into that, that and other topics for you guys tonight. Um, even though I'm not in the studio, doesn't mean you can't call in. 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. The man that would take your calls. He's probably having all kinds of fun without me there tonight in the studio. Who knows what he's doing? Of course, I'm talking about my man, DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman. I view it this way. Anything that potentially can help, and that certainly can potentially help, is a good thing. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Miss you in studio, but the AK show rolls on. Can't get rid of a good thing. No, they they can try as they might, baby, but you can't take me down. I may be down, but I'm not out. Um, okay, so um, since I usually you and I get to see each other before the show, we get to wrap about the topics of the day. Have you seen or heard about um, Kamala Harris's great Central American adventure? No, but I can only imagine. 
<laughs> so, you know, she was uh, Biden labeled her as the borders are because, of course, you know, Biden can't you know, he can barely leave his basement. Right. I mean, there's just not enough astronaut diapers to send him to the border. Right. And of course, he's not capable of, of doing anything more than licking, a, a, you know, an ice cream cone. So he made her the borders are. Of course, you know, word is she immediately was angry about it and said, you know, that ain't my job. I'm not taking that hot potato. Imagine skins if Trump. Uh, had assigned the COVID response to Mike Pence and him said, nah, nah, I don't want to go there, right? So, which is basically what she's done. Uh, they thought that they could, you know, wait, wait it out, play the long game, and that eventually people and the Republicans and the conservatives would stop talking about it. Didn't happen. Lots of pressure for her to go to the border. Instead of going to the border, <laughs> she gets on Air Force Two to go down to Guatemala. Right, and first, her first bad move in this in this publicity stunt was she handed out cookies made to look like her. I on did Air hear Force about the Two. cookie incident. <laughs> Fool yourself. And there. how? And how? <laughs> and what a self own it was that the cookies were faceless. I mean, you can tell that they were her, right? And made, a, but they didn't have a face on them. Was that because she's been missing in action and didn't want to actually be seen at the border? I mean, how ridiculous! So then she gets down there, she gets off the plane in Guatemala, and she is met with. Like, I don't know how many. It was like a Trump rally. She gets off the plane and there's all these signs saying, like, Trump won. Um, get out of here, lady. We don't. What are you doing here? Uh, we don't want none of what you got kind of signage. <laughs> Sounds like it was about uh, as much of a warm welcome as they gave Anthony Fauci. Uh, pretty much. I mean, uh, you know, I, I joke today. I was on Newsmax and I'm like, you know, um, clearly she's she's completely out of touch and didn't read the room. Right. I mean, you know, here she is. She's she decided that she was going to avoid the southern border. Her claim was is that she needed to go to the root of the problem. Um, she's been spending the past four months. This is her story. Uh, her de- her decision was to deal with the root. I do foreign policy. Well, this is a woman who never had any foreign policy experience. Right. I don't know what she's been doing for the last four months, supposedly studying up and becoming like an expert on foreign policy, she might have researched the fact that the Guatemalan president is angry that the Biden administration has sent engraved invitations out to everybody in Central America and invited them to come up. He's mad about that. Um, the some, some of the signs down there were saying things like, um, we're a pro-life country down here and we, we don't appreciate your, there's nothing about the Biden administration that is in, in jive with the Guatemalan government or the Guatemalan people. In fact, the Guatemalan uh, president was like, look, what, you know, you are the reason why we have this problem. You are encouraging my people to get in caravans and risk their lives and become victims of, of trafficking in a trek to the United States. So then she goes to the microphone and says something kind of squishy about, I, you know what, I don't believe they're going to let you stay there. Basically still acting as though it didn't have anything to do with her. So then to make matters worse, she does an interview with Lester Holt. And he's like, well, are you going to go to the border? And she's like, well, we've been to the border. And he's like, you have? You haven't? When have you gone to the border? So she pauses, upset that Lester's decided to ask a follow-up. And then she says something even more stupid and says, well, I haven't gone to Europe either. Like, what's the point of this question? Oh, nice dodge. Well, I mean, you know, she clearly didn't expect to get any question at all about this, right? So then how dare Lester Holt ask a follow-up? 
So uh, this is just so juicy, so yummy. This is far more delicious than any of these these faceless cookies she handed out because the Biden administration is just, no matter what they do, they're stepping in doo-doo because that is what they have created at the southern border. Um, we got lots to get into tonight. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, you are going to hear from this young, amazing filmmaker. We're not letting up on this story, and neither is she. The greatest abuse of power in the history of the United States of America, a coup attempt launched under the Obama administration, and she's documented in a movie called The Plot Against the President. You will hear from Amanda when we come back. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. At the top of the hour, I told you guys to stay tuned for this. I told you that I had heard about this amazing young woman from one of my besties in Las Vegas, met her at an event last, I think it was October, right shortly before the election. She said, you got it. You got to meet this young gal. She's got this amazing movie coming out called The Plot Against the President. They're trying to stop people from seeing it. I think Facebook tried to stop the ad uh, promoting it because um, you know how it is. You know, they don't want any any truth to get out there. So uh, Amanda Milius is the director of this amazing movie, The Plot Against the President. She's here to, to answer questions about it, tell you guys what you can expect when you see this movie we're not going to have enough time to get into everything with you but here's the good news you're going to have an opportunity in san diego to see this movie and actually stay after for a q a with amanda and get even more answers to uh the story of the plot against the president and she joins me now hi amanda milius welcome to the andrea k show hi andrea thank you so much for having me well, first of all, I got to ask the obvious question. How does a young gal like yourself end up directing a movie about the greatest abuse of power with the U.S. government? Aren't you supposed to be making like movies or, or military recruitment films about female intersectionality and binary <laughs> stuff? How'd you end up with this? Yeah, I guess so. Um, no, I'm uh, I don't you know, luckily, I guess, um, you know, my parents have always been conservative, even though I grew up in Los Angeles and um I went to USC film school and I was kind of on my way to do all this um, filmmaking stuff. Uh, And I just, it was 2016 and I was just getting really wrapped up in politics and the election. And so I just started volunteering in Nevada and I couldn't turn it away. I mean, I just loved it. I just totally, totally just went crazy and joined the circus, as they tell people. Um, (laughs) I ended up working in the administration for three years and I met all these people and kind of found myself in the middle of this amazing story. Um, And so when uh, my friend brought me Lee Smith's manuscript, the book that the movie's based on, um, I just immediately was like, we, I mean, I have to, we have to make this movie, a total natural spy thriller. It's like a, it's a, it's naturally made to be a movie. So luckily I was in the right place at the right time. Well, I've, I've read reviews and, and heard from people that it's absolutely fantastic and that it does, it does um, read, if you will, or, or as a viewer, it is like watching a spy f- thriller. And I wish it was. I wish this was a Vince Flynn movie, a Vince Flynn book brought to life instead of a true story about how the United States government used the forces of the FBI and the DOJ and the U.S. government to target civilians 
for their politics and actually try to launch a coup of the presidency. There's so much to this story that I followed it closely, and so has many Americans. I don't know how you how you decided what to focus on it and, and what not. Tell everybody about what they're going to learn in this film and what you decided to focus on. Well, yeah, you know, that was the biggest challenge because we had a really limited time to do this. I didn't, you know, resign until March of last year. And obviously we had to have it out before the election. So I think actually the time crunch forced me to make really tough decisions. Like we have 70 hours of footage. Like this is, you know, Ooh. this could have been five hours long. It's 90 minutes. It's to the point. It's super fast paced. Um, and I think what we really wanted to ensure is that people who are kind of Russiagate experts like yourself would find information new that's in it and would be like, yes, this is the this is the right telling of the story. Like, this is totally correct. And also people who don't have time to be experts, you know, who, who didn't have time to get a degree in deep state. You know, they're <laughs> running their lives. They're busy. Mm-hmm. So. I think it, it works for everybody, and I've been told, you know, by both types of people that they, they all seem to enjoy it. So, I mean, we're very thankful for that. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, the story is ongoing, you know. I mean, we could still be making this. You see stuff every day that's happening when you find out more about what they did. Well, yeah, and nobody was held accountable, and when you don't, when not really in any way, and when nobody's held accountable, then you, then you're you've emboldened uh, the enemy. I mean, the right. only people, person people it, it was what they can get away with. Sorry, yeah, so what I was just going to say is what you said so so important. I say this all the time: people do what they can get away with, which is why the lack of accountability on this issue is so devastating. Well, yeah. And then so then the next stage is if they've gotten away with it and now they're emboldened, I I, I said early on, I said back in the beginning, I said, don't brush off or dismiss this General Flynn story as, yeah, he should go. He misled or said something to Michael Pence, because let me tell you, we will all be Michael Flynn at some point if they're allowed to get away with this. And I think that that's true as we see an extension of what's going on with this January 6th Capitol uh, story. It's 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 about trying to Michael Flynn all of us. Right. By uh, using the weight of. I, I was going to say that's that's um, the moment that you're describing. The moment we were all reading in the papers when we read about them firing Michael Flynn. Um, I thought I thought the exact same thing. I was like, "This is it. This is the first domino." This and somebody very uh, brilliant in the film, Michael Anton, makes that point where he says, "You know, the beast doesn't get happy and satisfied and go away. If you give the beast blood, it's just going to come for more blood." And absolutely, we are now all in that position. It, we are we are all <laughs> sitting in his chair. And I think that's one reason why I'm so excited that this this movie is out. We've got you've got a showing um, uh, Thursday in Orange County and one here Friday in San Diego because this story hasn't gone away. The beast is not satiated. This will continue because some people are going to say, Amanda, like, well, okay, well, it's over. Nobody was held accountable. The story's done, but it's not done. So what do you want people to take away from this movie? And is there anything from an activist standpoint you want people uh, to to do? Well, absolutely. And I've I've said this since, you know, we've been doing more screenings recently because theaters are opening up again. So we're able to. Um, And it's what I say is it's entirely relevant today because you know what? This is the blueprint and they repeat the blueprint. They base all of their hoaxes on this exact. I mean, it's almost hilarious. They use the same journalists. They use the same plot lines. It's it's very, very relevant because they keep repeating it because they got away with it. So um, from an activist standpoint, I would say. Um, something that sounds a little bit unrelated, but get involved in local politics. I mean, the thing that happened to me that was so life-changing was leaving my, my comfort, like my situation, and volunteering for the campaign. Like, 
getting involved with something you believe in and you meet people that are like-minded and it's just um it really just was like a major source of goodness and i think that in this world and especially what we're going to see in the coming years things are going to get worse before they get better it's going to be really important to have a network and um i think that's how, that's what i would say when you were doing this, you know, some people say to me, gosh, you know, turn off, uh, you know what, preserve your, your mind and your heart and your soul. Turn off the news. Don't, you know, this is all so negative. We don't need to be looking at what happened. You know, let's bury our heads in the sand. And I say absolutely not. I know it must have been hard for you working on this film, seeing the truth about what was going on inside of our government. But we, we can't turn our head to it, can we? Uh, can we? We've got to stay engaged and understand if we're going, if we're going to keep this the greatest country in, in the history of the world was there any moment or what was the moment if there was one where you were like holy crap this is what was going on in my government oh yeah like every day i mean after the first interview we had one of our the first interview we did was one of our unidentified people which most of the people in the movie are identified but there's a couple security experts that needed to be unidentified and after the first one i said i don't even want this hard drive in my house I was like, I'm not even sleeping in the same place as this thing. Like, we're going to just, you know, we had a very creative uh, method of tech storage after that. But um, I was totally freaked out. I mean, there's, it's just, it's really scary because uh, as, as actually another fellow in the film points out, when the, the apparatus that is meant to protect the state turns against the state, there is nothing to protect it. And that's also why we have to stay vigilant because we don't, we can't rely on anybody else. There isn't anybody else. So it's it's really scary, and I, we absolutely had that that moment many times. Um, what? How do you summarize what people are are going to see? Like, what is the story here? Um, well, I would say the best way to explain it is you're seeing the uh, the solving of the RussiaGate mystery of of how they did the hoax and and the fact that it was a hoax through the eyes of the characters who initially solved it, which was. Devin Nunes and his investigative team and some of the journalists that that uncovered it and stuck to the truth. And I say that because, you know, there's plenty of political documentaries that are sort of about issues, but it feels like watching homework. The reason is, is that you want to watch a story about people. And these are some very, very vibrant characters. Like you'll meet a fellow named Cash Patel, who is becoming um, a big figure in his own right. But he was Nunes' top investigative guy. And he's so charismatic and so fun. You just want to hang out with these guys. And so that's, that's one of the things I think that makes it really special is it really is about the people who solved this. Well, and I also think that timing could be really good because, uh, like we already said, I mean, the fact that, you know, Trump is out of office now doesn't mean that the, the story is over. It doesn't mean that the, the deep state has gone away. But now now that Trump is out, there might be some people you might if you're, you listeners, you might have some family members that bought into this Russian hoax. And and now that now that there's a little bit of distance and Trump is out, some, some people that might be able to be reached because they're not like the far left crazy kooks, but they're people that just actually believed in CNN and, you know, and, and Adam Schiff. Um, and, and so here's an opportunity to reach them, maybe. Right. Don't you think so, Amanda? Totally. Don't you think that, right? Speak yeah, to that. No, I've had that experience. Actually, I get a lot of um, notes from people who said that they played it for their neighbor, their girlfriend, whatever it was, somebody that was kind of on the fence, especially because it's just about Russiagate. And it's also, by the way, it's not You know, I love the president. I love Trump beyond. But it's not about him. It's about what happened to him. And so you don't have to be like a Trump fanatic to get into it. You know what I mean? 
Well, yeah. In fact, what, a lot of this, when this was going on throughout the last few years, as I said to people, look, you, you know, my Democrat friends, my my LBGTQ friends, you know, take Trump out of it. You know what you need to be concerned about in any government that will turn against its citizens, because you think that this is just targeting Trump or, or people that you don't like. But if they can get away with it against them, this is this is really and, and I know the movie doesn't get into, you know, the cultural Marxist movement and the, and the ultimate agenda of the left. Um, but this is always how it starts. And, you know, you if, if you allow somebody, the government to to destroy a person for their politics, it could, it could happen to you as well. And so this is this no, is you nailed it. That's that's the message That's you've said it better than I've ever said it. That is the real message is that this is that's how this kind of stuff starts. That the, the lesson we all know from history or that we all say we know from history is exactly that. If you let the government destroy someone for their politics, we do not have a free state anymore. How can people see it? Um, I, I know that here in San Diego, it's on Friday. Uh, there's a screening. It's at the Legacy Center in the heart of Mission Valley. You guys, I'm going to be posting on Facebook where you can go to get tickets. Uh, you'll not just get to see the movie. There's a VIP reception. You'll get to meet Amanda. And I think Cash will be there as well. Um, there's a, a Q&A afterwards. Um, I'm going to post on Facebook where you can go and get tickets for that. But how else can they see it, Amanda? Um, well, actually, for the screening uh, out here in California, we, we we don't have cash. He had prior he had a, a some kind of conflict come up. But I am going to be joined by Mike Cernovich, who is one of Ooh. the um, yes, okay. he's one of the journalists and the figures who speaks Love about him. Um, the size of abuse. Yeah, he's fantastic, and he's a great friend, and he's been a huge partner of the film, and so he's going to be really fun. And um, yes, you can also see it on Amazon, iTunes. And the DVD apparently is a big thing. I didn't think DVDs were going to be big. It's 2021. But apparently people are really into buying DVDs because they're afraid stuff's going to get removed from the Internet. So we we do have DVDs on sale at Walmart.com and Amazon.com. Well, and Cernovich is in it. I think is is Jack Posobiec is in it, of course. He is. Uh, Dar- yeah, yes. love Jack so much. Um, uh, Salem's very own Dr. Gorka is in it. I mean, so of course, you know, you you um, Andrea K. Show and Dr. Gorka listeners, you know, we love our we love our Gorka. Um, I think Rudy's in it. Yeah, Rudy's in it. John Solomon's in it. I mean, everybody that you know and love and you trust in conservatism is in this, and that's how you know it's factual and it's truth based. Amanda, thank you so much for being here. Any final thoughts you? want to share with the listeners well thank you so much for being a voice for truth you know that's the that's the other real message is uh people like your audience and and everybody you've got to follow the people who you know are truth tellers so i thank you for everything that you do and thank you so much for highlighting this thank you amanda god bless hope to have you back on soon thanks all right isn't she wonderful skins we got to see this i know we're going to be doing our show we're not going to be able to go to the screening but we're we're both going to have to watch this and then we'll tell you we'll tell you guys uh um about it afterwards we're going to take a break we come back we got more to get into on the other side breaking news on hunter biden that and more so don't go away Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um little update story. I think it was Friday, Potato Skins, when I was telling you guys about how Matt Walsh just pulled the perfect 
AOC. She was tweet, 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 tweeting, <laughs> Get out, tweeting girl. out. Yeah, she, I, I will. She was tweeting a pic of her abuela, her grandmother's place in Puerto Rico, and trying to shame Trump for the conditions down there, right? So then Matt Walsh, the genius that he is, um, ends up, he tries, he comes back to AOC and he's like, girl, you got two places in a Tesla. Why you got your grandmother living in squalor, right? Exactly. So then AOC comes back and she's like, well, I'm trying to point out the systemic failures, right? I mean, Little Miss Marxist, Little Miss Commie. So he starts a GoFundMe and he and a few other people, I think at Friday night, the tally was about 80,000. Okay. They shut it down at 100,000 over the weekend. Then the story goes worse from there. So then um, uh, AOC's grandmother refuses the money. Wow refuses the money, which only made it worse. At that point, there was really nothing AOC could do, right? If she takes the money or if the abuela takes the money, AOC looks bad. But then if she doesn't take the money, AOC looks bad. Look at the trap that he put her in. It was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. So um, uh, now the grandmother is still living in squalor and Matt Walsh is going $100,000 down there could have helped the entire community. It could have fixed her roof. It could have bought her some furniture because the place is basically empty. And what could it have done for her neighborhood, right? And one of the things that he was so brilliant to point out, this is really important in terms of, this isn't this isn't a story that just shows the brilliance of uh, trolling some loudmouth hypocritical idiot who uh, only got elected based upon 17,000 votes because nobody in the district followed, bothered to show up and vote because they just assumed the guy she was running against the incumbent was going to win. This is more than that. This is the perfect example of communism, right? They're all about the state, the state, the state, the state's failures. And what the solution is supposed to be is government, right? Matt Walsh perfectly showed that the solution, you know, she's yammering and complaining about how the systems failed her grandmother. And in one day, there's enough money to make this woman's life go from rags to riches. It just showed the powers in the community, the powers in the individual, not in the state. That's why the left constantly wants to um, uh, remove charitable organizations and take down churches because they don't want the solution to be at the local level with the individual or groups of individuals coming together. It used to be in this country um, that it was family taking care of each other. A grandmother in, in, in traditional America, a grandma, no, no Latina family or Asian family in America would have let a grandmother live in squalor. They would bring her in and live with them, right? Yeah, it's they want to be whether it's religious or what their version version of religious is or monetary. They want to be the be all end all solution for every single citizen. And you can't get it from anywhere else. Well, exactly. They want to replace God with state. They want you to put your hope. And, and uh, Obama said it. Oh, the, all, only the government can solve this problem. But uh, um, uh, what was his tagline in 08? It was um, hope and faith or whatever it is. That's where they want you to. And what, that's where they want you to put your 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 trust. That's what so much about this coronavirus takeover was about. It was about wanting you to put your faith in some docked supposed scientist. It was about government taking control and doling out money to you and taking uh, the government was going to, quote, take care of you, your physical needs, your medical needs and in every aspect. And Matt Walsh proved 
that the system of which this country was founded on, individual rights, individual liberty, Judeo-Christian principles and, and values, that charity begins at home, that philanthropy is local, that local communities provide the solution, is and will always be the best approach to caring for people. And so this is a story that's not getting the right attention, in, in my opinion. It's getting attention to Matt Walsh in terms of him humiliating AOC, but I think it should be discussed more in terms of showing the value of our basic economic system. Speaking of that, um, there's a, a, a lot of concerns. Deutsche Bank came out today and started Tension and raising a red flag over inflation going on under under Biden. Deutsche Bank is out of Germany and they're concerned about the U.S. and the trajectory trajectory that we're on with inflation. And they're predict, predicting that if we don't get it under control, we're going to be back in the 70s and worse. And I don't know if you remember the 80s. I remember my parents buying a home and the interest rate on the home was like a, it was like 25 percent. People, people today that are pushing like AOC, pushing for this communist stuff, pushing for just rack up the debt, pay people to stay at home, destroy businesses, shut down the Keystone Pipeline, um, destroy the energy sector. They have no idea what could be coming down the road from this. So uh, we've got uh, Dave Elhoff will be on tomorrow night's show. He's going to be here to talk about the truth. I'm not an economist. Um, I don't think you have to be Milton Friedman to see that we're now paying uh, what what a loaf of – I just noticed yesterday over the weekend, a loaf of bread that I used to pay under Trump, $2.50 a loaf is now almost $6 in my local grocery store. You know what's funny, Andrea? A lot of people have been talking about the gas prices, but it's well beyond that because now you're looking at at prices of bread, prices of milk, prices of – of the meats that you're buying, they're all going up. Inflation is here and it's right now. And it's because of the careless spending of the Biden administration. And, you know, there is no end in sight. No, they're, they're just spending, spending, spending. And you look at right now, they're arguing over the infrastructure bill. And, you know, infrastructure is supposed to be, you know, people were joking a few months ago that they're saying LBGTQ inclusivity is it's all infrastructure. That's crap. Um, you know, this is cloward pivot in action, break the back of an economic system and destroy it. And then people will be so desperate. They'll be begging for anything. We cannot let them destroy our system with this overspending infrastructure is supposed to be builds is supposed to be bridges and roads. Somebody, um, tweeted out today, something brilliant and said that, um, in Idaho, it cost, um, I think something like $30 to register your 2021 Toyota in California. It would cost for your DMV registration for that same car $600 and that's supposed to be where so much of the our our local roads and bridges are paid for right Um, yet Idaho where it would cost $30 to register your Toyota they have the third best roads and bridges in the country and out here in California where it costs you 650 bucks to register the same vehicle everything is crumbling and it's because they love to you know um, promise you uh, infrastructure spending or promise you that they're going to they're going to take on this project and then they spend it on crap this is why when it comes to the recall we cannot have anybody we cannot elect anybody who says i'm fiscally conservative and socially liberal because it's all this not period well, right. Well, it's because our social our social policies are what's killing us. That's why it, you can spend six hundred dollars to register a vehicle in California, and our roads are still crap because the money is going on um, domestic policies. It's going on entitlement programs. It's going on um, funding. Uh, you know. 
country illegally who don't have any business being here. Their medical needs. Right. We must have fiscal conservatism restored in this country or, you know, Deutsche Bank is right. We either get it together, fiscal conservatism across the board and stop this spending and stop the destruction of industries, stop printing money like crazy, which just devalues currency. We got to get it together um, or we're looking at some dire times coming down the road. Dave Elhoff is going to be here and we're going to continue these discussion on economics. And I know it's not as fun, right, as as some other topics, but the, we have to talk about it. Now, real quickly um, before you move on, Andrea, I would say the Republicans, yeah. because of the, the cost of what the Biden administration is willing and wanting to spend, they should just say, you know what, infrastructure t- talks stop here. You guys want to spend too much money. We're not on board. That's it. Come to me with one sheet. Come to me with one page, not these 3000 or 4000 or $8,000 bills where they bake in all kinds of crap like universal income and, you know, what's coming, you know, transgender surgery and all this kind of crap, all their pet crap. No. Infrastructure is roads and bridges, and that's it. Right? Uh, come to us. Come to us with funding for that. And quite frankly, they should be getting bids. We should be hearing from it. it we should be hearing from engineers. It should be targeted. It should be specific. And oh, by the way, why? Why is it? And when we have state programs, why? 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 Why is anybody in Iowa having to go and f- give money to the federal government, to then turn it over to California? to pay for any infrastructure here. This is one reason why we've gone so way off the mark. We're centralizing everything in this country, and it's a problem. Quite frankly, the Republicans should be saying, why are we spending any federal dollars on that? Because we're taking it from the states because there's no federal money, right? Exactly, and you're not hearing any Republicans, and I and I say any, that are really standing up against this, which is what you and I are so upset about. You know, We want Republicans with actual leadership, and they're not leading right now. No, they're not. And and it's because they've been on board. I mean, a lot of the Republicans are bragging, look at these bills that we got passed for COVID relief when only 9% went to COVID. How many hundreds of millions of dollars? There was at one, I don't remember which one it was in December that got passed, where it included sending out how many millions of dollars to a country in Africa that had no coronavirus because why? Because <laughs> they take hydroxychloroquine. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> think, think about that for a moment, people. It's not hard. I mean, it's really not rocket science. What's that tell you? No, it's not. It's not. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got to talk. I don't know if you heard about this Biden, this Hunter Biden story skins. We got to talk about that and more. We come back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K spelled K A Y E. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. You know, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree that Joe Biden is, is a, uh, racist segregationist, uh, uh, the man who said about Barack Obama, said, oh, we finally got us a, whew, a young black man who's clean and he's he looks good and, you know, he can form a sentence. And, hey, have you been to a 7-Eleven lately? You can't go into a 7-Eleven if your name's not, you know, Indian and uh, and on and on and on. So it should come as no surprise to anybody that emails have emerged today where Hunter Biden is speaking to his attorney in which he addressed his white lawyer as a N-word multiple times. Um 
used phrases like true that n-word and bantered i only love you because you're black and other stuff can you imagine what the news would be like tonight potato skins if don jr had these emails emerge hello i don't think skins heard me uh think about this for a moment nobody's allowed as a republican or conservative Paula Paula Dean, the the cook out of out of uh, uh, Georgia, her entire career was lost. It doesn't. There's no context in which uh, there there's there's no context in which any any white person is ever allowed to, to use that word. There are kids that have been kicked out of school, college, high school. There was one girl in particular, a high school student. She had she was singing rap lyrics and used that word, and on a TikTok or Snapchat, I think that w- that goes away immediately afterwards. But still, somebody took a picture of it, and she was kicked out of school. She was expelled. There's college kids that got kicked out of their colleges for using that word, and yet it's okay for Hunter Biden. This is a story. The next story is one that I would typically, you know, talk about on Friday with Bob Walters, but you know, it's so shocking. Before I move on from that with Biden, um, the reason why that story is important is because if you actually believe that this Black Lives Matter movement and this critical race theory movement was actually about racism in this country and the left actually caring about racism, let me remind you, it was the Democrat Party that was the party of slavery. It was the Democrat Party that was the party of the KKK. It was the Republican Party that ended slavery. It was the Republican Party that passed the civil rights legislation. It was not the Republican Party. It was the Democrats who actually had the former Grand Wizard or whatever it's called of the KKK that hit her mentor as the soul of the Senate. That's the Democrat Party. And if you want to talk about the party of hate, the party uh, that, that literally wants to kill people, here's the perfect example of it. A New York psychiatrist begged Yale University to uh, release her on-camera talk about race in which she bragged about how um, – uh, she uh, fantasized. Uh, her lecture was called The Psychopathic Problem of the White Mind. This is a doctor. I'm talking about a psychiatrist, an MD, who should lose her medical license because she, she d- gave a speech in which she talked about bragging about wanting to shoot him in the head. Quote, um, her fantasies are of unloading a revolver into the head of any white person that got in her way. And as part of her fantasy, she talked about how she'd she'd be able to skip away just feeling really pleased about herself afterwards. She said white people make her blood boil. They're out of their uh, minds and have been for a long time. She would have a bounce in her step after she shot and killed a white person. Um, she said, we, we keep forgetting, uh, she says, um, addressing racism assure, uh, assumes that white people can see and process what we are talking about. We keep forgetting that directly talking about race is a waste of our breath. We are asking a demented, violent predator who thinks that they are a saint or a superhero to expect uh, to accept responsibility. Imagine if this was a white woman. Her name is Dr. Aruna uh, Kilanani. What I don't know is whether or not she's Muslim. And yeah, I'm asking that question. I'm going to ask that question. I'm going to ask the question why she's not already been having her medical license revoked. This is somebody that sees patients. She shouldn't be. She shouldn't be allowed. 
by any of these doctors it, that have been talking about real treatments for COVID, like the hydroxychloroquine, they've been battered and spat out and they were never heard from again. Well, yeah. Frontline doctors, she, uh, Simone Gold, she was fired from her job at UCLA. Why? Because she, she proposed a treatment to save lives. This woman is bragging about wanting to shoot white people. Quite frankly, she should be already be investigated by um, the criminal authorities, right? That's a threat. This is somebody, this is the example of a domestic terrorist. While they are going around and Joe Biden and the FBI and Christopher Wray trying to declare that white supremacy is the domestic ter- terrorist movement that is the greatest threat to this country. No, this is the war on white people. This doctor is only expressing what so many other people are expressing today in this country because, and this is why we see so many attacks on um, white people that's not being reported. Fox News showed a video today of a white person attacking a, a white man. And you know what? If, if he had been white, that would have been in the headline. They buried it about five paragraphs down. I was when just you tell, say, if she was a conservative and she was, you know, talking the same way. They would be calling for her resignation and they would be at it each and every day trying to get her canceled in every way, shape and form and thrown in jail. We have Americans that committed no violent act on January 6th, walked into a Capitol because the Capitol Police opened the doors and waved them in, who were still sitting in jail, denied bail because they're considered domestic terrorists. And this woman is out walking the streets. We have political prisoners in this country. She still got her medical license. And some people at the January 6th um, rally were just there. They, they didn't even march into the Capitol. Right. Absolutely. Um, the, speaking of which, there was a page report that came out today. I mean, I'm not even going to bother to read it. I mean, well, I don't need to read 126 pages. Uh, of what? Of them trying to justify keeping political prisoners, them trying to justify using words like armed insurrection when that didn't happen, them trying to justify whitewash or or keep or or not report on what happened to Ashley Babbitt. If she had been black and that co- unarmed and black, break it, yes, breaking through a window, but George Floyd was in the act of committing a crime. So if we're, let's apply the George Floyd standard. I don't want to hear that she was in the process of committing a crime because so was he. This was an unarmed black officer, and we still don't even have his name. So, no, I'm not interested in reading that report. I'm really not. And it ties in, though. Remember what we talked to Amanda about earlier from the plot against the president? Trump, I I think he bought into the Hannity lies. And, yeah, Sean Hannity going around for four years saying it's just a few people at the top. It's just a few people at the top. To this day, it makes me angry at him. How can anybody listen to him? At this point, this deep, deep state, deep state, <laughs> the, anybody who thinks the deep state is shallow is a dip. OK, you're a dipstick. This is so deep and so wide. And, um, uh, you know, we the, an autopsy should probably be done on the mistakes that Trump made uh, going in. I think he trusted all the wrong people. I don't think I think he was naive. I think he went in uh, along that same mindset, thinking that the deep state was shallow, that it was just a few people at the top, that it was just Rosenstein. It was just Comey. But even if it was just them, they got away with it, didn't they, Skins? They certainly did. And it's not acceptable. Nobody's been held accountable for it. Nobody. And nobody's probably going to be held accountable for the second greatest hoax, if not the greatest, even bigger than that, which is involving the coronavirus and hundreds of thousands of Americans dead. And we're going to pick up that story tomorrow night. Love you all. Thank you, Skins. Thank you, Amanda Milius. 
tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.